Bitch Talkers, episode 239 of the Bitch Talk Podcast. How are you? Just remember, we have a brand new spanking website. It's bitchtalkpodcast.com. Go there, find episodes, find our bios, find our pictures, stalk us, if you will. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at Bitch Talk Pod, Facebook, Bitch Talk Podcast, Instagram, Bitch Talk Podcast, one word. Or you can just email us, which I hear is very old fashioned now, at therealbtpod at gmail.com. Uh, a couple of uh, items I wanted to touch on before we introduce our special guest for this episode. I want to congratulate uh, our friend of Nasty Woman Wines, uh, Meg, who got to meet Hillary Rodham Clinton and see her speak up in, I believe it was Portland or Seattle, uh, and pour her wines at an event of hers. So uh, if you go back a few episodes and listen to our interview with her, she did reach out to Hillary and send her wines. And uh, she made her dreams come true. So congratulations, Meg, Nasty Women Wines. Uh, one other thing, I wanted to congratulate our friends at the Florida Project, the film, uh, for their Critics' Choice Award nominations and also Golden Globes nomination. We, we were lucky enough to speak with um, the director of that film twice, actually, because, you know, he's a big fan of ours, Sean Baker. And you can find those interviews in episode 228 and 224. So without further ado, I just want to introduce our special guest, third time's a charm, local Bay Area comedian Reggie Steele. Take it away. Hey, Reggie Steele. How are you, local comedian extraordinaire? (laughs) (laughs) I am great. I am great. Thank you. How are you? I'm I'm great. We haven't seen you in 139 episodes, so welcome back. Wow. Has it been that long? Yeah. That many episodes? (laughs) Can you believe it? I can't believe it. This is episode 239 of the Bitch Talk Podcast. Wow. Okay. So, Congratulations. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. It feels, uh, yeah, it's a marathon. <laughs> yeah, it is. And you stay focused, right? You just, yes. You keep going one foot in front I'm, of the other. I'm hydrating <laughs> all the time, <laughs> eating bananas, getting that potassium. Uh, how are you? I mean, welcome back. I, I want to, I want you to tell people who you are and what you do here in San Francisco and beyond and how we met. Okay. Uh, well, I am Reggie Steele and, uh, I am a comedian and, uh, <laughs> yes. I, I work here, you know, Predominantly in San Francisco, but I work, you know, the South Bay, San Jose, mm-hmm. Sunnyvale, up into Sacramento. And then I get on the road and I get to travel with, uh, you know, different headliners that'll take me with them. And uh, and I get to do, you know, corporate gigs, college gigs. And I met you after a show <laughs> here in San Francisco at the uh, San Francisco Punchline. That's right. Yeah. yeah. You came up afterwards and you're like, hey, I do a podcast. <laughs> I'd love to have you on. I was like. My usual <laughs> My usual spiel. Yeah. Well, you did say, too. You said, you're funny. And I was like, okay, that was the key. Had you, you not are. said that, had you not said that, I'd be like, I don't know. I got to think about this podcast. But yeah. you were like, you're funny. So come do it. I was like, all right. I'm you in. are. You're funny. Thank I, you. And you're just such a good hearted soul. I just, I love you to death. Um, thank, you. thank you for being back on. This is your third time. Yeah, it is. I'm excited, too. I love it. <laughs> I do. I love it. It's been too long, and I'm happy to be here. Well, it's funny. We're, we've been going back and forth for probably a year off and on and our schedules are just like crazy and then you're here i love it end of the year thank you yes uh that sounds great too that our schedules weren't couldn't line up because you're busy and i was busy (laughs) makes it sound like we got a bunch of stuff going on well we do right (laughs) i mean we're you're always busy yeah i try to stay busy thank you yeah stay busy yeah i know um it's kind of timely that you're here today because i read uh, a little earlier today that the brainwash cafe closed did you know that i did i just found out today 
Yeah. Um, I saw it online and then someone sent me a message saying that it's gone forever. And uh, yeah, that's... Uh, 28 years. Wow. Did you perform there? I did. That was actually... That was probably the first place I ever did a set. In really? F- yeah, like in front of an audience. When was that? That was November November 12th, 2001. Whoa. Yeah. I remember that date. Uh because <laughs> because I had my first real show, a uh, paid show, uh November 13th at Rosella's. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, on in the Fillmore, Fillmore. In yeah. the Fillmore. Uh, the night before, the, the next night. So uh, the show that I did, The Brainwash, was just kind of my way of like trying to run my set before mm-hmm. I did it. And I got up at midnight. There happened, I think there were like three people there and Tony. Sure. Um, and then the next day I did the, you know, the real show. So yeah, The Brainwash, man, that's a that's a huge loss for the city because it's, it's, you know, it's historic in a sense. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of people that have gone on to do a lot of amazing things, mm-hmm. that was a space that they would work out and do shows. And, you know, it's just, it was fun, man. It was a staple of the San Francisco comedy. Yeah. It was a staple of the San Francisco comedy community. Yeah. So to see that gone is like, man, you know, it's like the, like the Holy City Zoo that people used to talk about, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like the purple onion. I was going to say the purple onion. The purple onion. But I guess that's just, that's the nature of things, right? Is it? It is, <laughs> it's unfortunately. It's sad. Yeah. <gasps> well, it's been sort of on the chopping block for a little bit. And then all of a sudden today, it's just like, nope, they close. That's they it. They close. It's over. It's all the development. They need yep. To, they need to turn it into condos. Yeah. We need more condos for yeah. all the people that are moving here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started. Don't get me started. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I've seen on facebook that you are very vocal about doug jones in this alabama yeah yeah. (laughs) talk to me i love it i love that you're vocal about it i have to be yeah i have to be uh okay so for for those who don't know i'm from alabama right that's where i grew up uh born in detroit raised in alabama and uh that's where you know I, I left at 18, but i still have a lot of friends there i have a lot of family there and i still go back there regularly Mm -hmm. um but to be at this point you know, in our country with everything that's happened mm-hmm. last year and where we are right now. And we have a guy on one side, we have a guy who isn't a child molester. <laughs> right. And the other side, we have a guy that allegedly is right. For the most part. Sure. Yeah. Allegedly. Just, allegedly. Sure. Uh, and there seems to be some debate oh, yeah. about which one should be in office. Like, I'm like, no, come on, let's get this right. We already made one big mistake, uh, which yeah. I have to say that as angry as I was about that decision or that result, mm-hmm. I'm actually a little, like, I have to find the silver lining, right? The glass is always half full. Mm-hmm. So that whole result was a wake-up call to some degree. Very much so, yeah. Yeah, it's like, yep. it's like okay, we thought that we had kind of evolved and we were past this, mm-hmm. but obviously we aren't, so there's Mm-mm. more work to do. So mm-hmm. what I'm hoping is that the people who who are apathetic going into this whole thing, who are like, well, you know, it's going to be in the polls and it'll be all right, everyone else is going to do, hopefully now, from this point forward, those people will be active mm-hmm. and then we can actually start to move forward you know with with serious dialogue about where we are as a country mm-hmm. um and so in alabama with this whole thing going on and you got one guy who's basically a racist mm-hmm. who's a homophobe and who's using religion as a shield mm-hmm. right to cover up his his wrongdoings and then you have another guy on the other side who's who's open to change and who's progressive and trying to evolve right i gotta say something I know. 
right? I got it. I I appreciate it. I I think more people that have a platform should say something. Yeah. Well, I, I, I should actually. So. Not everyone. <laughs> not yeah, everyone not that a, has a platform. Yeah. I've, oh, I have some some feelings <laughs> about that too. Oh. Well, share no, share with the class. No, no, no. It's just that we live in this world now where, you know, at the end of every article, it's like, you know, give us your comments below. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Where in the past. If someone talked about something, hopefully they talked about it with some knowledge right. of what's going on. Now it's like if you have a keyboard, then there's this idea that your opinion matters. And this is going to be a very unpopular uh, statement that I'm going to make right now. It's okay. It's called bitch talk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But your opinion doesn't matter. Right. Right? Your opinion doesn't ma- You haven't taken the time to figure out what's real, mm-hmm. right? Or to learn both sides of it and come to an educated decision about what it is. You just look at something and you go, eh, I don't like it and it sucks, blah, blah, blah. Your right. opi- I'm sorry, but your opinion doesn't matter. So that's the biggest issue that I have right now is that everyone has an opinion and they think that their opinion matters, but in all honesty, it, it doesn't. Right. Unless you know what you're talking about. Unless you know what you're talking about. Unless you know what you're talking about. Have right? you been getting any flack for all your posts yet? Or anyone saying anything? Fans? Mm, or it's been no. mostly positive it's been mostly positive every once in a while i get there's one guy uh i kind of want to say his name but maybe don't like, yeah I let's say his not name. give him any uh but there's one guy who you know he kind of plays the role of like he's a little bit of an antagonist but he doesn't he doesn't go hard at me he's not like rude or abrasive he's just kind of like well you know i don't feel that way i think that you know these people need to have an opportunity to express themselves and blah 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 and i go okay well you're entitled to your opinion cuz i don't come uh, online i don't come across as the guy who's like my way is the is the only way and that's what it is i'm like no i'm just trying to put it out there and you make your own decision mm-hmm. right um and then even with those people i don't i don't go in like i always try to keep it very uh diplomatic mm-hmm. right and and I don't want anyone saying anything crazy to me, so I don't say anything crazy to anyone else. Right. Uh, and try to keep it respectful. And I, you know, I truly believe that we can agree to disagree. And I, you know, I know that people come from different backgrounds and we all have different experiences. And so we're going to have different opinions about things. I just want to be able to have a civil dialogue about it. And and if we decide that, you know, that's not what it is, and then that's what it is. That's what this country is about anyway. Right. right? That's why people came here. Mm-hmm. So they'd be able to express themselves freely. Right. So... Um, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't gotten too much backlash. Like I don't get, I don't get any, any mean responses. You know, Reggie Steele, you're funny, but you suck. Like, I don't... <laughs> not yet. It's coming. <laughs> not yet. It's coming. I feel like this, I'm not, I'm not big enough yet. Once I, once I know that I'm, I'll know that I'm big enough when people are like, yeah, I don't like you because you look funny. It's like, what about my comedy? Mm, I didn't even look at it. <laughs> I looked at your picture and I decided I didn't like you. So you know, one star for you. Right. So, yeah. You suck. You suck. Um, with your friends in Alabama, though, because I think the news, I just, I don't know if I even rely on news anymore because I don't know if the polls are right. I don't know. Yeah. Because of the um, the elections a few weeks ago that, like, transgender person won and all these women right. won, you know, and no one thought any of that was going to happen. But with your friends in Alabama, are they thinking, is it going to go one way or another? Are they going to vote? Are they... Uh, inspired not inspired they are inspired um now i i would say this like for the most part my friends in alabama when i'm talking to them i'm kind of like talking to the congregate the congregation Mm -hmm. so they you know we're like-minded right Um, right right. and they and i my whole thing is i'm trying to get them to push it out there to some of their friends who may be on the fringes right um but you know these guys are like hey look we need to show up 
you know, they're like, we need to show up. Everyone needs to show up. And right. the biggest thing in the South, and I don't know, I don't know why no one's thought about this. And no, actually, the Republicans, no, yeah, the Republicans have thought about this. That's why they're doing the, the whole gerrymandering with the, mm-hmm. with the oh. districts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because the people of color, brown people in the South, black and brown people outnumber, right? Right. <laughs> so if we can get, if we can motivate that community to like get up and go out, then they actually can make change. Like every year, every election season, the state runs red. Right. But the amount of people in the state that are basically blue, if we got them to show up, it would be a blue state. Right. But it's just, you know, it's trying to get past that that apathy and that mm-hmm. that belief that, you know. My vote doesn't my count. Vote, yeah, my vote doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, there's all the other stuff, too, of people not having the right to vote and not having the documentation. And then right. maybe they got in trouble once. And so right. now they're, you know, they got this on their record. But, you know, it's. Yeah, and businesses not being flexible with going, businesses, yeah, going to ex- vote. Yeah. Chris Rock had the best joke ever about that. Right. Chris goes. He goes, you think they want you to vote. They don't want you to vote. <laughs> you think they want you to vote. They don't want you to vote. <laughs> and, you know, he does everything in three. He's like, you think they want you to vote. They don't want you to vote. He's like, if they wanted you to vote, then why they have the election on a Tuesday? Exactly. Right? He's yeah. like, everyone's off on Saturday and Sunday. Yep. But, nah, they want you to come in on Tuesday. <laughs> I heard that, and it was like this big epiphany of like, like, wow. Yeah. You're right. It's true. Yeah. Other countries do weekends. Exactly. Or they or they make it a holiday. Oh, see, that's the way to go. Mm-hmm. Now you really get the numbers out. Yeah. People will show up. Yeah, they, they don't, don't want, want you to vote. They don't want you to vote. They don't want you, you to vote. You just saw him, didn't you? I did. I did just see him. Him and Chappelle. Who else? Uh Hannibal Burrs. Yeah. And uh Oh wait, sorry. Chappelle who you've opened for a few a few times. Is uh, that right? Yeah, yeah for, you're that guy. Yeah, he and I did uh, <laughs> I did ten dates with him and ten theater dates. What was that twenty was that Actually, 15 tw- or last 20- year? No, no, it was 2015. Yeah. 2015. See, that's how long we've seen each other. Holy cow. <laughs> Feels like yesterday, really. Yeah, it does, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dave was there. He showed up and, and killed it. And uh, Hannibal Burris came in. Mm-hmm. He showed up and did some stuff. Uh, there was another guy they brought with him from New York. And he was fine. He was, you know, he was the first guy. Okay. And he, you know, he did okay. I mean, I'll play like this. The fact that he was on stage with Hannibal <laughs> Burris, Dave Chappelle, and Chris Rock. Right. It doesn't matter whether he killed him. Just <laughs> he, he was just there. He was there. Yeah, so. he opened. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it was great seeing Chris. You know, it was a, it was a little bit different because there was there was a couple moments that I was like, mm, I usually agree with Chris for the most part. Mm-hmm. But there are a couple moments where I was like, mm, I'm not necessarily not necessarily feeling that that hmm. that point of view. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's gone through his whole divorce and he's, right. He's got his kids and he's you know he has an idea about you know how to raise the kids and some of it felt to me like. I was like, ah, oh, it's kind of an easy, like, you're taking the easy route, right? Like, you're you're just saying, you know, you got to beat your kids, you know, like, or right. you got to let them know. And I'm kind of like, ah. <laughs> you know, right. just that, I'm, I've, I've heard that. I'm like, can we move past that a little bit? Right. right? Um, but it's still Chris Rock, and it was still good. Like, he, in, he started strong, and he ended strong. And then, you know, in the middle, there was a couple moments where I was like, mm, okay, whatever. But, yeah. But I trust him to deliver, and he did. And I, I've walked out of the Paramount uh, completely oh, happy, yeah, and uh, excited, excited, and you know, happy to see Dave. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and Hannibal, Hannibal was very funny too. So it was a good show. It do, was great. Do those guys inspire you to write more or do more? They do. They do. I mean, Dave always does. Whenever mm-hmm. I see Dave. You know, just watching him for those shows. And then going back to 06 when I first met him and opened for him here in San Francisco and then the years after that, 
every time I see Dave, I go, oh, I got to get in the lab, man. Like, I need to take out a pen and paper mm-hmm. and just start writing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, Hannibal, he's different than I am. He's, like, I don't necessarily relate to him. Like, his comedy's funny, but it doesn't speak to me in a certain way mm-hmm. as far as being very relatable to my life. Right. Um, but I enjoy him, but he, you know, I go, okay, that's Hannibal's That's, that's yeah. Hannibal's thing. He's great at that. Um, and then I listen to Chris, and Chris for me is like, I almost watch I almost watch Chris and I go, I can't. Like, I don't possess the mind that he does, right? Or the experiences to think of it that way. Right. So I look at his topics and I go, do I, can I write something about that to some degree? Right. In my way. But I look at what he does and I feel like, I just feel like it's next level. Like, he's, he's transcended just comedy and laughs. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like... He's like the voice of the people or the voice of, uh, you know, a generation and a couple generations. Like, I feel like when Chris starts talking, you're listening for what's funny, but you're also listening to to get a breakdown of what's happening in the world. Mm-hmm. And to, you know, he's like, he has a piece of wood and he whittles it down to something that you can, like, understand. You know what I mean? Or he distills it down to a topic or a, a thesis statement where it's just like, <laughs> oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, And I... I I don't think I possess that that skill set, mm-hmm. but I love I love how detailed he is, and I love you know the direction he goes. I love how he delivers it, and even with with all the years that I've seen him, his his cadence is the same. The jokes are different, but his cadence is still the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I just I like Chris. Yeah, I like Chris. So yeah, he does inspire me, and that's that's been that's probably been my the thorn in my side lately is I just haven't I haven't been motivated to write a bunch of new stuff. Um, Which leads me into my next question. Thank you for setting it up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was going to say, just the upheaval in the last year, and we were talking about this before we started podcasting, like taking a knee in the NFL, 45, the Me Too movement. I mean, do you start writing new material or a whole new set? Um, has this changed your point of view about things? Um, it hasn't changed my point of view. It's... What it does is, like, I, I'm a sensitive person. I know you are, and that's yeah. why I love you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> well, you're you. very heartfelt. I, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, and so, I, you know, I have a lot of, a lot of empathy, and I have compassion, mm-hmm. and I'm a feeler. So with everything that's happening in the world, I feel like it would be a disservice to make light of it mm-hmm. because it is so um, – it, it affects so many people, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I mean, like after the election, there was you talk about I like I I felt tension like I like there was I killed it around like this this anger almost. Mm-hmm. And it just it you know, it was like it brushed everything that I saw. You know, what I mean, uh, and so to like try to make jokes of it, I feel like I'm making light of it. And it's kind of hard. Sorry to interrupt. It's kind of hard not, though, to make jokes in a way. Right. Because yeah. it's so it's so it's like we're in another world. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, no, you're right. I just. Oh, man. You don't want to make light of it. No, I don't want to make it. light of it. Well, the only reason I don't want to make light of it, and see, this is so okay. I'm a comedian, right? I am a comedian. You've seen me. I get yeah. on stage, but I'm also like a student of the craft, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and one of the things that I learned, and I've noticed this with comedy, is that sometimes when you when you use comedy to talk about something, and you diffuse the situation, you actually kind of take the seriousness out of it Mm -hmm. and so sometimes whatever message you're trying to get across is lost in translation because all people hear is the funny part sure right so 
So sometimes if you do make light of something, then you're actually diminishing the importance of it, where you may be trying to bring it to light, but because you're making fun of it, people actually go, oh, I guess it's not that big of a deal because we can laugh at it. Right. And so that's my dilemma as a comedian. That's been my whole dilemma from the beginning. It's mm-hmm. like, do I want to talk about that? But then I feel like that's a serious thing, and I don't want people to take the, get the wrong message from it. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's hard. It's, it's definitely hard because it's, I mean, it's so prevalent, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this, it's happening every day. There's a new person whose, like, career is over. Yeah, Mario Batali today. Mario Batali. Big, big yes. old chef. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's every day. Well, I, okay, so I will say this, though. This, as I just <laughs> Is this your that, joke? Well, I was about to say. I just, <laughs> did I set you up for a joke? <laughs> you did because, you know. And we talked about this beforehand. Yes. You know, the Weinstein guy, right? Mm, yeah. Uh, and as I just say, I'm going to therapy for that, by the way. Are you really? No, I'm not. Okay. But I think I should. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if you feel like that way, then I say you should. No. Um, well, I was just going to say that, uh, as I just said, that I can't make jokes about this stuff. I can't help but think this. Uh, <laughs> access to money, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the possession of money makes people feel like they are omnipotent like mm-hmm. they can they're untouchable right they have no boundaries or no rules that apply to them uh, which is funny because most of the guys that are getting caught up in stuff i'm like did you really think somebody wanted to right like i know i'm like really dude i'm you have to you have to have a mirror in your house because <laughs> and i'm not the one to judge whether someone is handsome or not handsome but let's just say let's on, be honest let's be honest dude i don't at some point, I think you kind of go, well, you know, even if you're you're that guy, you go, all right, I'm not going to, she's she's not going to like, I mean, look at me. Right. She's not going to like, but I can't, it's, yeah, that's, that was the one thing I thought when I heard that today. I was like, this dude, really? Oh, yeah. And then when I see pictures of the Weinstein dude, Harvey, I go, are you serious? I mean, did you see his ex-wife? I always thought that she must have had him wear a bag over his head. <laughs> Every time they had sex. <laughs> well, she probably put the bag over her head. Well, that too. Either <laughs> yeah. way, so you don't have to look at it. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's all bad. I can't even imagine it. I just, it makes my stomach. Well, I, and I wonder know. if that plays into their whole thing well, because of the money being like, well, well okay. of course. Well, how about this though? So as I just said, you know, if you, if you have a lot of money and you're not that handsome, and we'll take Harvey, for example, you look at his wife, his ex-wife. She was beautiful, right? Gorgeous. She was gorgeous. She's a model. And so you would think, why would a woman that and 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 I'm not being shallow. I know people are attracted to the inside and you know who they are in the carriage mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. Mom. But if you're just on the outside and you see a guy that doesn't look that attractive, who doesn't seem like he's really taking care of himself, and he has like this trophy wife on the side, there's this idea of like, well, I guess if you have enough money, you can mm-hmm. have and do whatever you want. Because mm-hmm. look at this dude. Because mm-hmm. if he didn't have the money. Would he have her? And he also didn't have the charm. He Believe me, the... he, he, he really. Oof. So he wasn't a nice guy. Oh either. no! Really? No, no, no. You can't be. I only had to work with him once, and uh, I just made sure he never saw me. It oh, was wow. he was scary. Really? He was ye- He was coming off his private jet, screaming into his cell phone, and I, you know, you hear things all the time yeah. about him. And when I got to the private airfield, and he was coming off, and he was screaming, I'm like, I don't. I'm not going to introduce myself. It's fine. Yeah. He's got his wow. young assistants with him who were women. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he had the whole image going. Ugh. And I bet the energy was all foul, too. Like, not just watching him, but I bet his, his the energy that he carried was just... Oh, like, yeah. It was terrible. Yeah, and the same. people around him were sort of terrible and whatever. I mean... I don't know. So anyways. <laughs> well, at least you escaped unscathed. Yeah, I mean, I... Yeah, he doesn't even know who I was. That's fine. Um... <laughs> 
I did want to touch upon um, something that did happen last year and we weren't able to get you in. But so Moonlight was like our favorite movie of last year. And we I saw it at least three times and I own it. And I think Ange at least saw it twice. Um, your friend Mahershala Ali killed it. And then he won the uh, supporting actor Oscar. Yeah, man. How was that? That was amazing. Because he seems cool. He is so down And deserving. Yes, absolutely. He's so down to earth. He's so solid. He's such a good person, and he's he's genuine. He's sincere. He's authentic. And I'm not just saying this because he's he's like one of my best friends yeah. in the whole world. Um, that's why we're one of he's one of my best friends yeah. is because he is just this really down to earth, solid guy. Um, he actually, I'll tell you this story. He invited me to go with him to the Oscars um, because his wife was pregnant at the time. Oh, that's right, and super su- pregnant. Super pregnant. Yeah. And the Oscars were on the 22nd. His daughter was born on the 22nd. I mean, on the, the Oscars were the 26th. His daughter was born on the 22nd. But leading up to it, he was like, I'm not sure when the baby's going to come. <laughs> and he's like, and I don't think she's going to be able to go. He was like, and he says it like this. He's like, you know, I, I hope it's, you know, if it's okay with you, I don't know what you got going on. But <laughs> if it works out, uh, you want to go to the Oscars with me? I was like, are you trying to make me cry? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes. Hell oh, yeah, I want to go to the Oscars with you. I'm like, whatever I got to do, we can hold hands. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I'll stand on We can be on the red carpet together. Right. 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 Um, just to be in the building and to be there and support it. Uh, but it ended up, his schedule was so crazy leading up to it. And it's just, it's party after party yeah, after party. Yeah. It's a, it, it's work. It's work. And mm-hmm. it's event after event. And then there's fittings and there's, you yes. know. And so, uh, because he was going to put me in touch with his stylist. So they would dress me for oh. the event. Yeah. I was like, I mean, fancy. Fancy. <laughs> oh. It was going to be awesome. But he ended up hitting me up probably. Maybe about five days beforehand, oh, he was like, he was like uh, "Yeah, man, it's just not gonna work out." Right. He's like, and then his daughter ended up being born roughly like the next day, I think. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Before, oh my you know, God, you were gonna be his Oscar date. That's awesome. Oh, <laughs> I love it. That would have been awesome. Uh, I would have. Oh, do you know? I would. I would. <laughs> I can't do backflips. I would have done backflips. Yeah, I, I know. Mean, they wouldn't have been successful. It was just it, it you falling like, basically yeah, backwards, me throwing my back onto the ground. <laughs> <laughs> the backwards worm, something exactly. like that. Back- um, yeah, it would have been all bad. I probably had a concussion. They would have taken me out on the stretcher yeah. or gurney or whatever. That's okay. Um, but I was so excited, and I watched it. I watched it. Uh, I watched it live, and I was sitting there. Were you crying? Did you cry? I cried. I did. I did. I cried. I cried. We had Barry Jenkins on. Oh, did yeah. And got to interview him. I was working, and she interviewed him, and we just lo- – I loved him already, and then when she interviewed him, it was like, we're in wow. love with him. Yeah. So yeah. that's why we were really excited about all of it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And Mahershal said he was a great guy, too. And you've heard the story that they didn't want him initially. No, I did not know that. Yeah, they didn't. Who didn't want him? Uh, Barry Jenkins. Oh, didn't want Mahershal? He didn't want Mahershal initially because mm. uh, he just felt like he he felt like he wouldn't, he didn't fit the role, right? He okay. felt like he didn't look the part and fit the role. And then Mahershal's agent actually sent him some video from another thing. And Barry was like, okay. <laughs> right? And then, yeah. you know, obviously it turns into what it did. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, when I saw it, it was one of those things where, like, you know, the host was like, I'm really excited about announcing this category. And, you know, it was the first one. Yeah. And uh, I was sitting there. I'm like, okay. And then she goes into it, and she goes through all the names, right? Dev Patal and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Jeff Bridges and, all, you know, Mahershala Ali and what have you. And then she goes to the envelope, and she's like, and the Oscar for Best Male Supporting Actor goes to, and I hear, Maher, and I just 
I, I lost it. I lost it. I started yelling. I'm like, I'm hitting the, like, I was in my car at the time. I'm, oh. I'm hitting the inside of my car because I was watching on my tablet. Okay. I'm hitting the inside of the car. I'm like, I'm like, the hurt. The, I said, like, the Oscar goes to Mahershala Ali. And I get out of my car and I'm yelling it. I'm like, my boy just won an Oscar. <laughs> Screaming to the top of the roof. Tell everybody, Mar the Oscar goes to Mahershala Ali. Um, and I lost my voice. I was crying. I was excited. I was yelling. I lost it. I, I completely lost it. I was Aww. so happy for him. So. It, it was so, it, that night was fantastic. Oh, it was amazing. And I've seen the Oscar. Like, I've, oh, I've held you it. You held it? Yeah. Is it actually, heavy? It's very heavy. Okay. It's it's a lot heavier than you think. Oh. Um, I, uh, yeah, because I, I was at this place in LA this past summer, actually, and I was like, yo, I got to see the hardware. <laughs> I'm like, yo, where's the hardware? And you know the best thing about it is that, like, you walk into his place, and it's not up on some shelf or mantle. Where you can Bathroom? No. That's no. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Sorry. Like, you reach down and grab something and be like, oh, oh, oh there's oh, Oscar. Yeah. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> like, right, Everyone will see it at some point. They will. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, no, he had it like up on a shelf, like in his kitchen. Oh. Like, he had like a little, a little, little moon roof, but it's but it's up on this really high shelf. Like you have to get a chair to get up on the counter to get up to the next level. Oh. To, and you can't really see it. It's very like hidden. It was like his. What was up? His Golden Globe, uh, Golden Globe was up there, and then his SAG Award was up there. His Oscar, like he had this little, little area where it's like these statues were, but they just weren't visible. Like if you're not, if you don't take a moment to look up high, right, then you wouldn't see him. And that's I love that. Yeah. And we he and I discussed it, and the beauty of it is, what it comes down to is just that was an that was uh, an amazing moment in time. Right. Mm -hmm. That was a great event. That was a, a accumulation of twenty years of work. I was gonna say to he's been working so long and hard. He's right? been working for for over twenty years, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and it's it's you relish the moment, you cherish it, you're happy with it, and you embrace it, you process it, and then you move on mm -hmm. because all those awards were for things that are already done, right? And you still have a career, right? So it's, it's like, still a hustle. It's still a hustle. So yeah. now it's like, okay, that was great. That was cool. What's now, next? What's next? It's like winning the championship. Yeah, you, we won. The, yeah, we won the championship. And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, spring training. You know, training, I know. Training yeah, camp starts. Yeah, February. Then, yeah, it's, it's a new <laughs> it's season. Here. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that was cool. You did that last year, but let's see what you do this year. Yeah. And so that's where he's at now, as far as like you know, trying to trying to maneuver the offers. Um, He's in New Orleans right now filming oh, uh, the up. Green Room. It's my favorite, one of my favorite places in the world. Really? I if I could live there, I would. New Orleans? Yes, I'd love it. Wow, the last time I was there was actually right before Katrina, like '04. So, uh, yeah. You should okay. go visit again. Yeah, I should. I absolutely should. I'm actually. <laughs> it's funny. I am going. I'm leaving uh, Thursday. Oh. Yeah. To New Orleans? To New Orleans. To oh, go visit. okay. Yeah, to go visit to go visit him. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Timely. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, I well, love Well, there that. you go. So, it's, uh, I get there Thursday. He's working Friday, so I may try to go to the set with him on Friday. Cool. Just to hang out, and then uh, we'll have all day Saturday, Sunday, oh, and then God. I come back Monday. I love New Orleans. I'm looking forward to, like, I just want to eat. Yeah, duh. I want to eat. All day, all night. Yes. I man. mean, the best food yeah, I'm a seafood. I'm a seafood lover. So oh, okay. I'm looking forward to the seafood, and I just want to hear jazz, man. Yeah, until like six in the morning. Yeah, well, maybe not six. In the morning. Well, I'm not I that can't. person either. I can barely hold it together past midnight. But yeah, 
but you can that's the thing yeah. though no, there you the can yeah. you can i have friends that just went and she's like yeah there was one night we're out until five in the morning listening to music i'm like isn't it awesome there's still places like that yeah not yeah, here pretty, but no not here san francisco shuts down what nine thirty. Yeah. 10 o'clock? 10. 10. Yeah. I mean, you got a couple of spots that are still going, but for the most part, people, they're in bed by 10. Yeah, so. including me. That's awesome. See, you're going to New Orleans yeah, this weekend. Yeah, I'm Look excited. at you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You better take some pictures and post them. Uh, if I, you're allowed. Um, I am, I'm allowed. I okay. mean, he and I, we discuss it. Like, I don't put out everything. Well, even know? if it's just of New Orleans. I'll oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely post pictures of New Orleans. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. good. It's one of my favorite places. Um, what uh, comedians do you follow? I know we talked about Chris Rock and, and Chappelle and Hannibal, but are there any locals that you're following or up and coming? Or are you mentors to any up and comers around here? Uh, okay. Let's that see. you're aware of? <laughs> Well, I don't. I'm not necessarily mentoring any one particular person, but when I go out and I'm around, you know, all the new guys, mm-hmm. the young guys, you know, I I'm fortunate enough to be in a position where they'll listen to me because I've kind of done a few things. Oh well, yeah, um, you know, I've done a couple of things, and so uh, you know, I will try to you know share share my knowledge with them, mm-hmm. right, or some wisdom. Like, hey man, look, do your time. Don't run the clock. Uh, you know, treat people the way you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. Show up on time. Be professional. Don't harass the headliners. Uh, mm. You know what I mean? It's like, because there are certain things, like there are plenty of guys that are funny, but they they lack the ability to be professional to some degree. Right. Right? Yeah. They can't show up on time. They can't do their time. Funny, people like them, but there's a whole other side of it too. There's a business side of it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I try to, you know, and, and then there's some guys that you see, like I can stand in the back of the room and I can watch comics and I go, Wow, that dude, he's green, mm-hmm. but he's got that thing, right? Like he's got that little thing, that in, that intangible mm-hmm. that you can't put a finger on. Um, that dude, I'm, I'll, you know, I'll definitely go up and introduce, introduce myself, and I'll say, you know, something to the effect of like, "Hey, man, I really enjoyed your set, and yo, keep it going, keep writing, right? Have fun, take chances, um, don't be afraid to not be funny, to find out what really is and who you are." Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of guys, they, you know, they appreciate. It. I've, I haven't. I don't think I've had any pushback yet from anyone who's like, hey, man, I didn't ask you <laughs> for your unsolicited opinion. <laughs> you know, so Back I the fuck off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But every once in a while, you do encounter somebody like that, right? And I, you know, I'll say something. If I say something like, hey, man, good job. And they're like, yeah, you know, whatever. And I go, all right, I'm mm-hmm. done. You know, it's no hard feelings, but yeah, I'm not going to waste my time. Right. Right. So, but uh, as far as up and coming... You know, I'm not really on. I'm not in the scene out like that as much as I used to be. Mm-hmm. Although I am gonna start going back because there are a lot of really good rooms that I'm just now figuring out about. Oh, um, tell the one, audience where. Well, okay, so there's uh, <laughs> there's what is it? Starlight Social Club. <gasps> yes, uh, we have an upcoming uh, comedian that sh- she'll be here next week. Irene too. I think oh, yeah. she's there every Monday. I know she's there pretty often. Okay. Yeah. It's a it's a fun room. It's one of those rooms. I mean, there's literally a bar. Right next door to it. Like, the club is in the back of this bar. Uh-huh. And they have live music. So you literally just... Oh. Slide. <clears throat> Excuse me. You slide this no door back, and you can hear the the comedians over here, but you can also hear the music. Oh, okay. Yeah. All can, right. But, you know, it's, <laughs> it's not necessarily the ideal spot for comedy. Right. But you have an attentive audience. That's right. Like, like, the people who are, like, phasing out music to hear what's being said, that's the people you want to talk to. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um. And then there was a, I guess, last night I was invited to do another room called Uptown, 
which is across from the Fox Theater. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's uh, there's a place here in the city called Milk. Oh yeah, it's on, on the Hate. On the Hate. Yeah. That I hear is really good. So you know there are a lot of new comics that are putting putting together shows in rooms that are getting legitimate audiences. Right. And that's what I've been looking for is like I need a I'm like I need a place where I can kind of just work out. Right. Right. Like stretch my legs. I got the I I have my material that works. Right. I know that. But I'm like I need a a. a a space where I'm like I can try stuff, but I need to have real like just doing it in front of comics. That's not gonna help me. Right, right, right. I need to have. I don't care if it's like five real people. If I can get five right. people that aren't comedians, that's enough for me. Right. So, um, yeah, but I, I wish I could throw out a name of someone. Let me think. Is there anyone? <laughs> it doesn't even have to be local. Oh, it can you be. Know what? No, there's a there's this one guy that I'm really excited about, and I like him a lot, and uh, I think he's funny. He's smart. Um, a guy named Joseph Annalyn. Oh yeah, jo- yeah. yeah, I love. He's hilarious. Yeah, I love yeah. Joseph. Um, he's actually planning on moving to New York soon. Um, I heard he was getting out of town. He's getting out of town, and uh, but I think I think Joseph is funny. I think he's smart. Uh, I think he has a point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, he has, you know, I, I think he has skill, right? So. Uh, I'm excited for him. I'm excited for him to go to New York too, because I think New York would be a great place for him mm-hmm. to kind of just, you know, to sharpen his uh, his swords. Yeah. You know. So. I was gonna ask you. Uh, it's my last question for you. Upcoming gigs? Anything in the new year yet booked? Uh, let's see. Uh, I'll be at the, <laughs> which is funny. I just told someone this. I'll be at the Italian American Club. Oh yeah, North Beach. North Beach. Yeah. On the 27th with uh, Brent Washburn. Okay. And Michael Meehan. Who's is that December a, or January? That's January. Okay. And also, I'll be in the South Bay. I'll be at Rooster Tea Feathers. Uh, I want to say the weekend of the of January twentieth. Okay. I can't remember who the headliner is, but I'll be there featuring that week. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. any acting gigs coming up? I know you've been oh. auditioning. Okay, so you are the third person to ask me that oh. in like two days. Oh. So. Is this good or bad? <laughs> no, that's, that's, I think I take it as a good sign okay. because acting has been really slow lately. Mm-hmm. I mean, to the point that I was like, maybe I should look at a different agency. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, in the past, they've been really good. But lately, I just feel like I haven't been getting calls. Mm-hmm. And t- if I can pat myself on the shoulder, like I usually like when I audition or I try out or di- yeah, when I audition, I get callbacks or I get or I book. Yeah. So that being the case, if if one of your clients books. He gets paid, you get paid, right. we all get paid. Right. So I'm like, yo, can I get more calls? But the problem is that I'm union. And so being union, mm. there's very little union work. And then I'm very specific mm-hmm. as far as like, you know, height, what you're size, do. and look. You oh, know. oh, oh. So, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I'm open to, as an actor, I'm open to do whatever. But because of, you know, I'm like, I'm 63 and a half, African-American. You know what I mean? Like, size-wise, it's kind of like... I don't know how much work there's available in the projects that are coming to town mm. for, you know, for my look, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's a part of it too. Right. So, um, yeah, but with you asking me, someone asked me <laughs> earlier today okay. that I ran into, and then someone asked me last night, I'm like, that means that something is coming. Third right. time's a charm. Third time's Just a charm. Just like something's this podcast. Coming. Exactly. <laughs> something is coming. So. Oh, well, um, I don't want it to be another year until you're on. So we'll get you back on early January, like okay. the first quarter. Okay. We'll just think about that. We'll okay. start our emails now. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> right after this <laughs> yeah, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get my So uh, can you uh, show up in March? Great. <laughs> like, oh, March isn't looking good. What well, about, you know? Yeah. What about June? Sure. 
I'm well, down for it. I'm down for whatever. I love coming here. I love talking to you and spending time and, you know. Char. Yeah. yeah. Char over there. Yeah, Char. It's, uh, Putting it's, it together. Yeah. It's a wonderful time. I mean, oh, come on. Thanks, Reggie. Yeah, thank you. I wish I could, I wish I were, I get so serious sometimes, like, because I'm all, oh, you don't think so? I feel like I'm all like, and then, you know. But it's a different side of you. That's it why you're on the podcast. Oh, okay. You oh, know what I mean? Like, yeah. You yeah. can be Reggie on stage at the Punchline or Cobb's or Rooster right. Tea, but this is like, you okay. know. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. This is that. the feels. Yeah, good. Because yeah. I'm like, well, because, you know, sometimes, <laughs> you know, like, if you do, and I know you, we got to shut down, but like, uh, well, when, like, when you know. I get you on the road. Okay. When you do radio, <laughs> like, you know, sometimes, you know, I've done the promos before the shows and they really just want you to, you know. Oh, kinda, this. Yeah, they're kind of yeah. like, oh, we want you on, and we're going to hear what jokes you want to tell, and I'm like, you know, I'll lead you into that one. Yeah. And, you know, you just feel like you got to be on, and I'm like, ah, why, I can be on on stage. How about I just be me? You, yeah. yeah. Which I am me all the time. I mean, this is me, and on stage is me. Right. Right? But if you ask me something serious, I'm I'm not going to make a joke about everything. Right. right. So so I'm glad you appreciate that. It's oh, nice yeah, to, no. Yeah. That's why I, I feel on Bitch Talk. I mean, it's called Bitch Talk, but... Um, we like to just get into it with our guests and kind of see who they are. So yeah, yeah I appreciate right. you bringing it. Oh, absolutely. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you accept. I'm glad you like it because this is all I got. Right oh, now. stop it! Stop it! <laughs> no. All right, I gotta ask you this. Yeah. Go. Okay, you're interviewing me. Yes. Okay. So how <laughs> how'd you guys come up with bitch talk? Like what? Well, um, my former co-host, who okay. you know, um, she and I were just. We were on another podcast years ago that Char was actually producing. Um, we were on it. We came out. We went to a bar. We're like, that was fun. We should do this. You know, a couple, yeah. a couple of drinks in. And then we're just trying to think of the name. And we used to, when we got together with our girlfriends, we would call it, let's have a bitch session or a bitch talk or whatever. Okay. And we're like, maybe we should just name our podcast that. And it was because it was like... At the time, we thought, well, we don't hear other women talking like this and getting this real and talking about real stuff. So that's why. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's okay. All right. <laughs> okay, that's it. I was just curious. I was like, because I, I didn't know what it meant exactly. I was like, I'm going to be on Bitch Talk, but I don't know what it <laughs> what it means. It so. just means you can say whatever the hell you want to say. <laughs> okay. Nice. Quite honestly. Awesome. You can be you. I can be me, and yeah. that's all I ever wanted to be. I know. Well, it's, you know, here you are, 139 episodes later. 139. Yeah. Wow. I know. That's what I say. Um, Reggie, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It's always a pleasure. I'm looking forward to the next time. Me too. Yeah. Maybe there will be, like, impeachments, and <gasps> it'll be a whole new world. See, now you get me all excited. <laughs> don't even don't even start talking like that. I get all amped up. I'm like, yeah. But, you know, that dude who's right behind him. Mm. Well, none of it's good, but, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the I think it's the all dog, awful. It's all bad. I mean, it could go from bad for, to bad to worse because that guy, he's you he's know, he, he's in the Koch brothers' hand. Like he's yeah, in their pocket. He may just go back to what we're used to as far as like politically, but he could be even worse. Right. This dude is just so dumb. He doesn't know what he's doing. Right? And he just puts it out there. He just puts it out there, so we know every little thought that sure, crosses his mind. Sure, that's true. So then we go. Ugh. Thanks, Reggie. I was really excited about impeachment, and now I'm like, <laughs> well, what's gonna be worse? It's gonna be better. Anyways, it'll be a different world either way when yeah. you come back in. So yeah, I look forward to it. Okay, me too. Bye, Reggie. Bye, bye. That was friend of the show, I would say at this point, Reggie Steele. Please go find Reggie on his socials. He's on Facebook a lot. Um, that's where you can find his shows and 
his gigs, where he's traveling, all that good stuff, or his opinions on politics or comedy or whatever. Um, so thanks to him for coming by and bitch please. <laughs> <laughs>